Well, good morning and happy Easter. Uh, if you went through the Good Friday walkthrough experience um, on Thursday night and you had children who had collected the clue sheets, um, you may have noticed a blooper uh, error which your pastor made himself. And instead of Good Friday walkthrough experience, it said Food Friday walkthrough experience and we were wondering why the kids were coming out of the tour so hungry and so uh in light of those bloopers you know churches make them all the time and since it's easter i thought i would read a few uh that you might get a kick out of and uh then the last one i think uh kind of taps into a felt need that we all have so here's the first one that actually um landed itself on a, a bulletin um, it says this, this being Easter Sunday, we will ask Mrs. Jones to come forward and lay an egg on the altar. <laughs> this one's one of my favorites. Ladies, don't forget the rummage sale this weekend. It's a great chance to get rid of those things not worth keeping around the house. Don't forget your husbands. A bean supper. A bean supper will be held on Tuesday evening in the church hall. Music will follow. <laughs> it's taking a cup of you just a delayed two seconds. Um, on Sunday, <laughs> a special collection will be taken to defray the expense of a new carpet. All those wishing to do something on the new carpet <laughs> will please come forward to get a piece of paper. <laughs> that's 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 bad um visiting missionary bertha belch the announcement says this come tonight and hear bertha belch all the way from africa <laughs> don't let worry kill you off let the church help <laughs> and finally the sermon this morning from the pastor is jesus walks on water tonight's message Searching for Jesus. <laughs> Let that sink in for a minute. Ha, pun intended. <laughs> oh, I love having fun. But today, today, I want us to all become aware of a felt need that every one of us have. It's really built into the fiber of every living human being. We're all searching for something, aren't we? We're all searching for something. Life kind of doesn't have meaning unless you're searching for something, unless you're searching for meaning. And this something that we're going to talk about has everything to do with Easter. Now, a lot of the Easter messages really kind of focus around the what. Today, we're not going to necessarily focus around the what. The tomb is empty. Jesus is not there. He has risen. Everyone, if not most everyone, has some sort of basic understanding of the empty tomb. So we're not going to focus on the what today. We're going to focus on the why, because that's what everyone wants to know, is why is Easter Sunday so important? 
Why is the resurrection such a big deal? And does it really make a difference in my life and the things going on in my life and in our community and in our world in 2018, over 2,000 years later after the tomb was empty? And again, remember what I said about us searching for something well, the Easter message has everything to do with searching for a four-letter word that is absolutely vital to humankind. And that four-letter word, does anyone know what it is? Hope. H-O-P-E, hope. It is vital to every single person. We are all searching for hope. But where can we find such true, life-giving, sustaining hope? So I want you to think about it. What do you hope in and hope for? And I'm not talking about the word hope like I hope the Bengals win, okay? Because we know that hope doesn't happen. <laughs> what do you truly stake your life on? What gets you up in the morning to have hope for your life. As you look at your kids growing up, what gives you hope for their future? What gives you hope for the legacy that you're going to leave your children? And let me even ask you this. When you leave your body, which will happen to every single one of us, where's your hope lie? for the future after this life. We're all searching for hope. And I'm here to tell you this morning, and I'm so humbled and excited to tell you that there is hope. There is hope. But we need to understand something before we go to the hope message. Is this. Without a sovereign God, without the almighty God holding everything together that he created, without a holy, perfect, righteous God, there is no hope. Think about it. There's absolutely no hope. In the Old Testament, the book of Job, in the 8th chapter, the 13th verse says, when people forget God, there is no hope. When people push out God, when people marginalize God, when people forget and turn away from God, there is no hope. And if you don't know what I mean, let me share with you a quote from a pastor in California that just gets it and is so beautifully written. In today's society, materialism is idolized. Truth is minimized. Life is tranquilized. Television is vulgarized. Abortion legalized. Advertising is centralized. Immorality is popularized. Everything is sexualized and commercialized. Sin is normalized. Our consciences have been desensitized. 
Faith is secularized. Free market is monopolized. Races and politics are polarized. Sports are scandalized. In entertainment, crime is sensationalized. Morals and ethics liberalized. Drugs legitimized. Sin is glamorized. The courts paralyzed. Breakup of the family is rationalized. Manners are uncivilized. Christians are demonized. And God is marginalized. And we wonder why. This world doesn't have hope. It's because what we're putting our hope in cannot deliver the hope that every single human being was designed for. You see, hope is not found in other people. It will always disappoint. Just look at the person next to you. You're going to disappoint the person next to you. You're, you're, you're going to fail in this life. And hope is not found in other people. Number two, hope is not found in our possessions. Have you ever seen the picture of the hearse carrying the coffin with a U-Haul behind it? it? says you can't take it with you. It's so true. Those material items and wealth are just temporal. And they're not going to deliver the hope that your soul needs. So hope is not found in other people. Hope is not found in our possessions. And lastly, hope is not found in the Oval Office. Do I need to say that again? Hope is not found in politics or government. Especially in our case, we are truly blessed to live in this country. And we have men and women to thank for the freedom that we have. And our government has provided so much for us. And we live in a free society compared to so many other foreign countries. But our country has forgotten God. Our country is taking steps further and further away from God. And the Bible says that those who forget God don't have hope. And so we can't find that life-sustaining hope that every soul longs for and needs in other people, in our possessions, and in our oval office. If you don't understand the need for hope yet and how we can't rely on other people, other possessions, and the oval office, take this for example. Let's say you're standing on the edge of a swimming pool and your loved one is drowning and they can't swim. I mean, that's a desperate situation. The problem is, and the sober reality, is you can't swim either. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? A real situation. So you jump in after your loved one, but what's going to happen? They can't swim, you can't swim. What is the sober reality? You're both going to drown. And yet we do this all the time. We put our hope in our marriage. Your marriage 
isn't going to provide the hope that Easter Sunday provides. Your wife, husbands, will not be able to provide that hope, and you will end up disappointed, frustrated, and hopeless. And we wonder why our society has a problem in sustaining thriving marriages. So we put our hope in things that can't save and sustain. Hope disappoints us when it's placed in someone or something else that cannot provide hope. However, follow me. If you find somebody that lived a life that you always hoped that you would live, and this person lived the life flawlessly, and this person was someone who actually took your past sins, your past failures, your regrets, and your broken past, present, and future, and washed it all clean, white as snow. And this person conquered death, so that death and fear of death would no longer have control over you. Now that would be a savior. Now that would be someone who gives ultimate hope for the meaning of living here and beyond. Amen? And we actually have that hope. If you're searching for hope today, the hope is not found in other people our possessions, or the Oval Office. Hope is found in a name, in a person named Jesus who conquered the death that you and I are guilty of paying with our lives because he loves us. And this man named Jesus is the only hope that will never fail because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hope is alive. And ask yourself, how many Easter services does this make for you? How many Easter services have you been in church? And how many times have we heard the Easter message and left the building And took on the hope, the false hope, that this culture has developed of putting our hope in other people, our possessions, and our government. This hope of Jesus Christ resurrecting from the grave for you and me is life-changing. It will change everything if you allow it to do that in your life. It's real life change. But will you allow that hope to saturate through your brain, into your heart, into your soul, and allow yourself to receive the grace that you don't deserve, that Jesus paid the price for you, and death and hell and the grave couldn't hold him down. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, the 
sacrificial lamb. The friend that sticks closer than a brother and lays down his life for us. The one who took yours, my punishment, became our Savior and took our sins on the cross and forgave us and cleansed us. And when all hope seemed lost, he conquered death and the grave to give you hope for today, for tomorrow, for your marriage, for your children, for your legacy, for those around you, for this community, for the communities around us, and for this world. Hope is alive because of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And so I want to leave you this Easter with three directions that will always, no matter what, will always lead you to hope that Jesus gives. Three directions. The first one is upward. Hope is found upward. The God of all the universe spun the galaxies into existence, brought the breath of life to mankind. That God that so often we just feel is just like out there, way out of touch, he loves you. He loves me. And he loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to save you. Why? Because he created you for relationship with the Almighty. How incredible is that? But sin separates us. And I want us to look at a few of the verses from the song Death Was Arrested that the band did the first song of the set. And then after the message, after response worship, we're going to sing it. And I pray that the lyrics would begin to come alive and you would sing it in a such new way. So for the direction of hope upward, here's the lyrics. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin. Lost without, what's that word? Hope. With no place to begin. You ever feel like that? Maybe this is your 20th Easter and you still feel lost. Your love made a way to let mercy come in when, can we read this together? Death. There's hope in the God that so loved you that he gave. What love is this that the Father of heaven and earth would call you and me sons and daughters of the Most High God. Why? It's because of the next direction. Hope backwards. You know that phrase they say, if you want to know who you are and what you're about, you must go back. Well, if we want to know who we are and our identity as God sees it and become who God says we are, remember that series a few weeks ago? We need to go back to where it all began, where hope was truly satisfied and brought to existence for you and for me. And the verse that goes with, with that is, released from my chains, I'm a prisoner no more. My shame was a ransom he faithfully bore. 
He canceled my debt and he called me his friend when death was arrested and my life began. You see, there's almost over 500 nails in this cross from people who came through the walkthrough experience these Thursday and Friday. And this represents you and me and our sin and our failure that separates us from a most holy God. And Jesus took all of that, our burdens, our sickness, our failures, our pain. He took it and was nailed to the cross. Think about that for a moment. To shed a little bit more light on our direction of hope backward to the cross. I want to read you from Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, and then 6 through 11. Would you follow with me? Read this on the screen and to yourself and just follow me as I read it. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. There's hope right there because we're made right. Sin broke us, broke the relationship, separated us from a most holy God. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege. You know what that's called? Grace. You don't deserve it. You can't earn it. It's grace. It's where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That's what it's all about. So when we were utterly helpless, do you remember that moment? Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. I love this part. Now, most people would not die, would, be willing, would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But here's the great love and the hope that we have that God showed his great love for us by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation of sin. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, let that sink in. We will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice this Easter day in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends and children of God. There's hope. It changes us. There's hope. God raised Jesus from the dead through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so let's go to the next direction of hope forward. Hope Forward. Life is always supposed to go forward. You want hope for what's ahead of you? You want hope for tomorrow? You want hope for your future? Here it is. Jesus is not 
dead. Jesus is alive. The tomb is empty. And by the way, I understand that the cross is a symbolism and a symbol for us for forgiveness and salvation. But why do we make that the ultimate symbol for the church? He's not there. He's not on the cross. And by the way, he's not in the grave. He's risen. He is alive. And he lives in everyone who believes him, receives him, and follows him. His presence is alive. He's not there anymore. We can have hope. And because of the empty tomb, hope is available to you. Our Savior displayed on a criminal's cross. Darkness rejoices, though heaven had lost. But then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand. That's when death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace, so free, washes over me. You have made me new. Now life begins with you. It's your endless love that gives us hope pouring down on us. You've made us new. Now life begins with you. Church, this is why you can have hope. It's through the resurrection of Jesus. He's not here on this earth. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father, being glorified even now. Interceding. You know what interceding means? Praying, pleading to God for you and me. And the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, now lives in you and me. That's the power of hope because of the resurrection. Now here is the hope of moving forward. Because of that, because his life through Jesus Christ, his presence is made available to us in the Holy Spirit, we are new. We are made new when we accept Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and we believe his resurrection, conquering death in the grave. We are new. We're made new. We are alive like never before. So let me ask you, why is Easter Sunday so important to you? If it wasn't important, you really wouldn't come unless they really dragged you here. Or is it just something you do every Easter? But you need to ask the question that your soul has been asking, asking since you took your first breath. What's the hope I'm searching for? What's the hope for your marriage and your life? Parents, what's the hope of your children for your children? What is the hope? Because guys, let's be real. Gals, let's be real. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, there is no hope. There is no hope for us if the tomb is not empty. There's no hope. So how can we be sure that there is hope and the tomb is empty? Maybe that's the question you're asking today is how can I be sure? Well, number one, this man named Jesus and all the things that happened in the New Testament are historically proven. 
And by the way, hundreds of years before Jesus ever walked this earth, it was prophetically foretold that Jesus would do exactly what he did. And by the way, over a hundred prophecies were foretold over a hundred years before Jesus about just the cross and the resurrection. Research today. Or when you have some time, research the odds of Jesus just fulfilling eight of those 100 prophecies. Research it. It's astronomical odds. So that might not matter to you, and that's okay. So it's historically proven, prophetically predicted. Number two, credibly confirmed over 500 eyewitnesses saw Jesus crucified, saw the empty tomb. Many of them saw the risen Lord. And they even, many of them were killed trying to proclaim it and tell the world about this man. And maybe even that doesn't matter to you. But here's something, it may not even matter to you, but you can't refute it. Yes, it was prophetically predicted. Yes, it's historically proven. Yes, over 500 eyewitnesses. But the fifth and final one is a life changed. This man standing in front of you was a sinner. Lost completely without hope. Dead in my shame and my guilt, and no way out, so it felt. I was so consumed with lust for myself and for what Phil could gain from this life until I met this man named Jesus who completely changed me inside and out. I am not the man I am today that I was 30 years ago. I am not perfect, and I will fail you and disappoint you, so please don't put your hope in me. But my hope is anchored in the solid foundation of Jesus Christ that he paid the price for me. And because he died and was placed in the grave and death couldn't hold him, my eternal spirit has been thumping for over 30 years, and this body isn't going to stop me. When it dies, I'm going to see Jesus face to face in the fullness, and I'm going to be like him. I'm going to worship him forever for what I was built to do because Jesus lives in me through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the hope that you and you and you and you and all of you can have this Easter. So how do you sign up? Well, we have a sign-up sheet in the lobby. That <laughs> Two things. You believe. You believe that Jesus is Lord. And the radical love that sent Jesus to do what he did is for you. And that radical love changes us. It truly transforms us, doesn't it? 
It makes us different and it makes us new. So you believe. And as you believe it, you receive it. You receive it for yourself. God is not going to force himself on you. So you believe it. And secondly, you follow him. Just follow him. Follow him with your life because he is the only sustaining hope for you. Would you bow your head? Just close your eyes wherever you're at. The band comes up. Have you ever experienced the hope that only Jesus gives? Let me just ask you that. And I encourage you just to tune everything else out except my voice. Because I'm leaning on God right now to just speak to your heart. Does the power of sin and darkness just reign over your life? Wouldn't you love to experience a newness and a freshness and begin to actually truly live because you have hope? To really understand and walk in the grace that forgives everything in your past, your present, and your future. Wouldn't you love the hope where every enemy and every evil and demonic authority absolutely has no power over you? That's the kind of hope that the resurrected Jesus gives us. That we have victory over sin, over death, over hell. And so something great is extended to you this very day, April 1st. And this is not an April Fool's joke. Something great is being extended to you this morning. And that is hope. Hope that will never fail us. Hope that will outlast pain and suffering and every betrayal and every failure. This hope will change you. This hope will change your family. This hope will change your life. This hope will change your legacy. And this hope will change your eternity. And this hope has a name, Jesus. And if you want that hope, all you have to do is believe in the name of Jesus. Just believe in the name of Jesus. And ask him to come and forgive your sins and live inside of you. And in order for him to live inside of you, you need to let go of your false hope in yourself and in other people and in your possessions and in the government and politics and anything else you put your hope in that is not of Jesus. It's called false hope. There's not even a prayer that you necessarily have to speak. You just say, Jesus, I believe in you. My hope is in you. My life's going to change because you're living inside of me. And now I have hope. I have hope that the risen Savior loves me. 
He loves me. He loves me. He loves you. 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 He died for you. He loves you. He was put in the tomb. He took your death because he loves you. He took the penalty of your shame and your guilt and your pain because he loves you. And then he defeated death in the grave because he loves you. And he wants to be with you. Your hope is in Jesus. Oh, I pray this hope just changes your life forever and forever and forever. And many angels are rejoicing today because many people are placing their hope in the name that is above all names that will never fail us, will always save. The name of Jesus. Would you stand and worship with us as we place our hope in the risen Savior in the name of Jesus and let's worship like we actually have hope this morning. Amen.